When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family. We are going to dip deep into the mailbag. We have had a ton of questions come through. We're really excited about some of them. And we're going to be honest, some of the questions were so good, we have got to save them to be their own segments later on. So, oh, mm-hmm. man, we we have been blown away by the, the quality of the questions coming through. And Brad, before we get into the questions, you want to remind everybody why we're doing the, what, what, the giveaway we're doing with this? I would love to. Okay. So the reason we did this this big mailbag thing was because we are giving away a Ray's sampler pack. Um, I actually, today I'm drinking their brand new flavor that came out last week, officially. Um, mm-hmm. It's Ray's South Beach. It tastes, uh, it tastes kind of like uh, a bag of purple Skittles, which... If you ask the, me, that's where it's at. The tropical really Skittles. <laughs> it's, it's really good, Brick. Man, I got to get in on that. Yeah, you need to get you some because it's delicious. Or some right um, now. But so our winner was actually Alexander Trout. Yeah. Uh, he he dove into the mailbag and, and sent us a couple questions. Let's start with uh, let's start with one of his. Okay. So his first question is, what do you guys do for work? So, Brig, why don't you tell him first, what do you do for work? Because I feel like That's your a, job is way more exciting than mine is. I don't know about that. It's a really exciting <laughs> question, though. Um, so, I work my day job. So, what I do for money. <laughs> no, that's uh, what. So, I work for a veteran nonprofit organization here, and I am the employment program manager. So, what that means is it's a, a bunch of. Uh, workforce development work, casework, stuff like that to help um, veterans improve their resumes, get their LinkedIn profiles ready to go, anything they can do to help improve their job search and uh, the overall strategy and marketability for them looking for the for their career um, or just a job, depending on the situation they're in. I'm also charged with uh, unifying community partnerships across the entire upstate. So we want to make sure that, and I don't do this alone, right? I have a team and the whole organization gets behind it, but um, I'm supposed to like have eyes on the whole thing and make sure that all the people in the upstate that do veteran employment in some way that we are unified and caught them all on the same page. So there's a lot of committee meetings and things like that. And then the the largest chunk of my job is corporate liaison. So I do a lot of uh, advocacy building in the community and making sure that, uh, you know, when jobs come available, we know about them so we can present them to our veterans who are seeking employment very quickly. Um, some companies offer veteran preferences and, you know, we negotiate that as well, things like that. So event planning and, you know, I mean, there's a lot to it, but that's what I do. That's my day job. Brad, what's your day job? Well, I work in digital marketing, and right now I am a full-time freelance copywriter. That's all there is to it. (laughs) (laughs) I write web content and blogs for many, many different companies. (laughs) Yeah, but you're really good at it, Brad. Well, I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, modesty. I'm good enough at it 
for them to pay me. But there are times that I send something off. I'm like, well, I'm probably going to have to rewrite that. Um, but fortunately, but I've never writing. had to do that. So You've never had to. Oh, oh, see, the truth comes out now. I'm going to have to rewrite that. This is terrific. Oh, you're glad your standards are lower than mine. <laughs> That's really what it comes to. It's like, like there's sometimes I'm just like, they really don't care because nobody's really going to read it because it's just there oh, for uh, you know search engine optimization. Like you know, if that's how they feel, then that's how they feel. That's yeah. what they're going to get from me, and but I'm okay with that. So that's pretty <laughs> terrific. It All right, is. next I question. Actually, I like it a lot, but anyway, next question. So, so Alexander Trout though he won. Mm-hmm. He's he our winner. Won. He was the first one, right? Alexander Trout. Yeah. Congratulations, Alexander. We're pumped for you, man. Yeah. All right. Um. The next question comes from Tim Jensen, all right? He wants to know what first made us decide to podcast. That is a pretty layered question, I feel like, but let's let's make it short. <laughs> There's a lot to it. Yeah, let's simplify it. Yeah. So, I was helping break out with the website when it with the shop when it first came on and I yep. had done actually a lot of research that found that podcasts were and you know honestly like brig had suggested earlier on you know eventually we'll do a podcast and i'd done a lot of research that said that podcasts are great for your website great for your business so i said you know what now might be the time to do it and brig do you remember what your response was no <laughs> do you <laughs> <laughs> i do i specifically remember because i was so caught off guard you said okay well what's stopping us and i said well i don't have a very good microphone and you said well we can deal with that later let's start now and within yeah. what like 10 days we had released our first episode. That's right. It was 10 days later. So I had gone on to, I was a guest presenter on a podcast um, that's no longer active. It's called The Patriotic Father. And I saw my friend's setup and I thought, his, uh, and I thought this is, this is just not that hard, right? Like, <laughs> little did I know I was completely wrong. <laughs> I had severely undervalued the amount of time and effort and work and equipment and all everything that goes into it. But I said, I think, I think I came home from that interview that night and went, all right, we got to do this. Like we can do this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's what, that's what happened. And you're right. It was like a week later we were rocking and rolling. Yeah. Well, and, and for me too, like when you suggested initially the podcast, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm on board because, um, yeah. because I did one as a project when I was in college, it was like my graduation project. I did one for a semester and I had a blast doing, it. I had a ton of fun. And so I'd just been looking for an opportunity to do one. And when you said that, I was like, break, I know how to do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kept going back to all of our, so I used to do, Brad had a, uh, a blog called stitched thrones, which was light baseball reading for when you're on the throne. Right. And yeah. I, Kate, he was my, he was my, uh, sports editor at the student newspaper in college and i and we were both in the journalism program and i said to him i'm taking pictures anyway man why don't you publish and i was thinking yeah i'll get another clipping right i'll get another photo j like credit on my portfolio <laughs> i'm like dude you want to put my stuff on your blog man <laughs> You were like, yeah, and, dude. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I'd been taking pictures of baseballs and bats in my grass up to that right. point. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to take generic photos, and I can, and you only find so much on Pexels and Unsplash and stuff. So yeah. when you sent me the stuff that you had sent, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And I still have them all on my computer. So, oh, sweet. Yeah. So, so, we'll, well, so we'll we got them, but. that got us talking about baseball, and then mm -hmm. we started – 
gushing about baseball, right? Like, oh, yeah. and this is what's magical about it. No, oh, man, this is what. <laughs> anyway, that's that's like way back, but <laughs> yeah, that's a long time ago. Now that I look back, but Jeez. but yeah, yeah, that's that's what got us into the podcast, and yeah, that's where it all we got are. started. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Here's Tim. One. Yeah, thanks, Tim. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, here is one from Nate Moore. It says, which of the new rules or rules that began in 2020 are good for the sport? Mm. Brig, um, I feel like you have more, like I guess, stronger opinions about this than I do. You, what do you think yes. is good for the sport? I Okay. I've been thinking about this one, and really hard for me to choose <laughs> any of them <laughs> as good for the sport but if i had to say i think that the seven inning double headers probably make as much sense to me as anything and that's because mm-hmm. it's it's less wear and tear on the team and on saturday sunday afternoons and stuff like that it's the perfect length i mean let's be honest it's it's a great length, especially if you have kids like we do, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to hang out right. the whole time, you know, and then they're like, dad, dad, let's go to the kids park or let's go buy freaking <laughs> another thing, of ice cream or whatever. And you don't, you're not watching the game anymore anyway. So yeah. Anyway, I think that that, that one rule probably is, is good for the sport. And I have to agree with you, like for all those exact same reasons, that that is the one that, out of everything, I don't, and I don't want to say good for the sport, but I'd say out of all of them, it's the best for the sport out of mm-hmm. the out of the possibilities. Right. Um, I mean, I do like I do like Universal DH. I'll say that I actually do like it better than the seven inning doubleheader because I feel like, like I said before, the seven seven inning doubleheader is a slippery slope, and Universal DH creates free agency. Um, a more of a level playing field for for yeah, sure. more of a level playing field for free agency because you've got guys who can play in American League and National League, and when it comes to scheduling, it just makes sense that you have a rule that's universal across the league instead of being like pitchers, you know, like because guys get to the point where they're not even sure what city they're in when they're traveling. You know, if you're going from an American League park to a National League park, pitchers might be like, "So am I pitching today?" Am I am I hitting today? I'm right. not sure, you know. Yeah. And I know there's more that goes into it that than that, but still, um, I want my guys to know that they can come to the park every single day, and they know exactly what's going on. They know exactly what to expect tomorrow and the day after, even though they're probably only looking at today. But you know, the the continuity. Baseball is such a sport of creatures of like baseball players are such creatures of habit that I don't want my pitchers to be like, well, I hit last week, but I'm not hitting this week. So, uh, and then next, next week I'm hitting again. It's going to screw up my routine because I take batting practice, you know? So that's why I like it. But yeah. Whiners. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll blow a raspberry at you later. All right. So Mike Farns, let's. Mike Farns has a question. He wants to know what our favorite baseball player nicknames are, and why. Okay, uh, mine is my favorite one because I actually did a lot of research on this a while ago because I was going to do, like you said, my old my old blog, Stitched Thrones. I yeah. was actually going to do a post about this okay. because I spend a whole lot of time on Baseball Reference, um, just looking at random stuff. Like when I was yeah. doing that, just doing random research. 
And honestly, the fav- my favorite name that I came across was Egyptian Healy. <laughs> that's the name that he is under on baseball reference. That's the player. He- that's the name he's known as. For yeah. A player kind of like Chipper Jones. Yeah. Um, his actual name is um, John J. Healy, but they call him Egyptian because he's born in Cairo, Illinois. That's a great answer. I always thought I thought that was so funny, so random that there was a, that this guy that they gave him his nickname based on where he was born rather than anything to do with his name. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So that yeah, so that's my favorite nickname. What's do you favorite? have Do you have a favorite current player nickname? Um, probably Francisco Lindor or Javi Baez. You know, Francisco Lindor they call him Mr. Smile. Mm-hmm. And Javi Baez, I think El Mago is such a great nickname, especially for him. So you stole mine. El Mago is my favorite current player nickname. Um, nice. Runner up only by Polar Bear, Pete Alonzo. Mm, Polar Bear Pete, yeah. I think that's a killer nickname. Man. It 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 writes itself. Like that, all the marketing yeah. and everything. It's awesome. So mm-hmm. those are my two yeah. favorite current ones. But my favorite of all time is actually Thurman Munson's one of his many nicknames is the squatty body <laughs> Squatty body. <laughs> I just think for such a talented player for such a guy who's such a force to be reckoned with. Right. He, he for mm-hmm. him to have such a sissy nickname like that is so funny to me <laughs> Like yeah. it, with the mustache. And he just was brooding, you know, behind the plate. <laughs> ah, I just think, you know, what a better guy, but it's a fun nickname and it's, family friendly but uh kind of funny anyway so i like yeah, i think that's, that's my favorite one. one nice and of course i mean there's obviously the babe and his millions of nicknames that wimpy but, deer yeah that might be my favorite of all <laughs> his nicknames thank you to the sandlot that wimpy yes deer. <laughs> the colossus of clout the colossus of clout yes brad right. did you know you're one of the only people in my whole life that will actually do that correctly Honestly, if I'm with somebody and I say it and they don't say it again, I'll say it again anyway. Yeah, me too. That's what I do. Or I after after a pause where I look at them like, ugh. Like <laughs> nobody in this group once. is with fine. <laughs> I do. I get I, I wrestle with contempt and I try to muscle it down. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh god. Oh man. All right, Brig. Uh, let's go with another one from Alexander Trout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you we had a lot of people a submit multiple questions, so this yes. is good. Yeah. Um, if you could get a job in baseball, what would it be? What job would you want to have, Brig? Well, that's a tough question. There are a lot of great jobs in baseball. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Now, are we talking like that I could slide into right now or and maybe be okay at maybe probably not but or I'm willing <laughs> to go back to school, I'm willing to, you know, whatever it takes to get there. What is that what you're talking about? Let's do that. If you had chosen your career path from a young age and you did everything with that in mind. And okay. you're at your current age. Okay. I would be I would be a physical therapist. I'd be a sports physical therapist. Oh. And my job would be to help recover injury, recover from injury, and 
optimize performance and teach nutrition and teach uh, body mechanics and teach all that kind of stuff to really like dissect what is wrong, optimize the system. Um, you know, that's what that, I think that's what I would do. Right. I want people, I, I would want the players to come to me when there was a problem, knowing that I was their best chance of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Would you, um, would you want to be like, the, the off-site physical therapist or would you want to be the athletic trainer who hangs out in the dugout during the game oh no i want to be on field yeah 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 i think there's more right. pressure there for sure right well, like definitely yeah huge but at, at the know, same time mm-hmm. i mean your your the ability to make an impact is also way greater yes in yeah, the moment you're is. watching what's going on and you're like oh, i saw him i yeah we We've been working on that, and he just did it again, or whatever. Yeah, and I, that was actually what I wanted to do for a long time. I wanted to yeah. be an athletic trainer and specialize in baseball, like work for a baseball or a basketball team. Yeah. Uh, but then I can't remember who it was. Somebody broke their ankle sliding into third base, and I was like, I might be better off in an office. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much on the field. <laughs> I, I couldn't handle it. Wrap that up and then come to me with your problems. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I'll help you get back to where you were, but I'm not going to do anything in between. So you can have that. And, yeah. No, I'm not one for first aid. I'm sorry to anybody who might cross my path, but <laughs> do not get in a car wreck in front of me. I'm not helping. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's absolutely wow. right. Yeah. So, okay, what's your answer, Brad? What's what? If you could dedicate your career going back, what would you do? I'd be a GM. Really? Yeah, I'd want to be a GM because I love first off I love puzzles. Like yeah, love them. And putting I feel like putting a baseball team together, putting a successful baseball team together is like doing a great big puzzle that you have a budget with. Um like I like anytime I play fantasy sports, I'm there for the draft. Mm-hmm. Like I could care could not care less what happens in the season. I could finish last and go over. Like, well, I guess I should have drafted better, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, no, I I would love to be a GM. I think that would be an awesome job. Unfortunately, uh, I like to sleep more than those guys do, <laughs> so I don't know how good I would be at it, especially around the, especially around the trade deadline. <laughs> but, yeah. No, for real. Yeah. But, no, that would be that would be my job in baseball. Okay. We're going to pivot, though. If you If somebody said to you, Brad, you can have any job in baseball you want right now, and – you have three years to prove yourself. What would it be? Uh, I would probably be a team reporter. Like work okay. for a team and be a reporter. Yeah. Cause, okay. Just because I feel like that's something I actually have an aptitude for. Yeah. Um, and I could do this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. talk about the team all the time and, and then go get to know the players. Which is basically, which I mean, that's the reason I got into sports journalism. Because I went to, I did not go to journalism school to go work for CNN or the New York Times. I went to journalism school because I wanted to be a sports writer. I wanted to get into podcasting. I wanted to learn how to do that. And I wanted to be a sports writer. I wanted to cover baseball. Like, that's that's why I went to school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I, that that is like, if I had that opportunity, that's what that's what I would do. What about you? Uh, I would do play-by-play. Oh, nice. I'd be Radio calling games. Radio. Mm-hmm. I don't know why yep. I asked. I know the answer to that question. Yeah. No, I'd be doing radio play-by-play. <laughs> In fact, the um, like I've, I've looked into it heavily, 
actually. And I think that within three years, I could really, I could probably get to where I needed to be. Um, the schedule is just awful, though. I mean, it is, it is yeah. brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's, yeah, I that, remember, I, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that was my one deterrent with the whole family dynamic, you know, and, and trying to figure yeah. that out. But, um, but I think I would love every minute of it. <laughs> you would. You totally would. And that's the thing. Like, I've talked before about how I worked for the Ormals, the the rookie, former rookie league team now for the Angels. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, I I worked really closely with the with the radio guy. I was basically his intern because mm-hmm. I helped him with all the stuff he needed to do on game day, and uh, I worked with him to do me- to do like media stuff with the team, but. Uh, but I did not want the schedule that he had because he was there and granted he didn't have anybody to go home to at night. Like it was just him. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was getting my stuff done after games and and heading out maybe an hour after the game was over. And he was still just hanging out in the office. Just like, I'm just going to leave when everybody else leaves because then I have a chance to talk to guys for tomorrow's game. Yeah. You know that he took an extra opportunity to get to know guys a little bit more and find out more stuff for the radio, uh, for the radio broadcast. And he would travel with the team. Um, he liked to, he liked to write the game, the game story on the road games just because he was there and I didn't actually get to watch him. Um, but he would have me do them on getaway days on the, on the road trip. So if they were gone for a week and they were traveling on like Tuesday night and Friday night or whatever, he'd have me write those. He's like, because I just don't have time and I'm not going to do it on the bus at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know? You're right. Exactly. So, so I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. So no, yeah, I, I did th- not envy him at all, but I thought it was a cool job. There's a back before I got the job I have now, I was really trying to figure out what career path I wanted to take. And I know you and I talked about all these different options and yeah. one of them, I wanted to be an umpire. I almost went to umpire school. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I looked that. into that really, really heavily. And then, since I moved here, I found out that the Greenville Drives play-by-play guy <clears throat> has been doing it forever. And I thought, and he's doing it by himself. It's a solo show. At least it was a couple of years ago when I moved here. And I thought, wow, I wonder if I could get in. And this is what I decided. I'm going to get in and do feature stories for them. So I got some press credentials to go down on the field and, and behind the scenes and start doing interviews with the players and the staff and everything and doing feature stories for the team. And then I was going to work my way into being this guy's color commentator and then hopefully assume his position, you know, and I had like a four year plan to get, uh-huh. to get this guy's job. <laughs> and he's, for you. he's been doing it. I mean, in a couple of different markets for a couple of different teams. Anyway, I, I, I just think it would be neat just nifty to be the voice of something like that would be tops for me that that is cool that would be really cool to be like the guy yeah awesome yeah but hey before we get into our next question let's go take go ahead and take a quick break and we get back more mailbag welcome back baseball family we're gonna wrap things up here with the last little bit of uh last little bit of stuff from the mailbag um Okay, this one's interesting. This is from Sarah Davis. Uh, what is the greatest co- uh, the greatest country song of all time, Brig? Well, okay, hold on. Context. Context alert. Okay. So when I saw this question come through, I giggled my little pants off because <laughs> I know that Brad 
the closest Brad has ever gotten to listen to country music is Blink 182. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be completely you're honest. <laughs> you're not wrong. Oh man, I know. I I know it. <laughs> it's like I will be honest. I'll be honest. I'm not gonna tell you when it was because that will be obvious. Um, when I give you the song, but I did go through a small country phase at one point. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. Yep, I did. I cannot wait to reveal that. Okay. Okay. But you go first. You go. This is tough, though, man. This is this is like not an easy question to answer. I love country music, and so I, (laughs) I got my favorites, right? I got contradictory favorites, like people people think like I have unpopular favorites, and uh, and so so I thought, well, Tennessee whiskey is a terrific song. Devil went down to Georgia is iconic, right? Anything by Alabama is fabulous. Then there's Johnny Cash. You got to go all the way back, Johnny Cash. Duh, but I honestly feel like. The greatest country song of all time is Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. Okay. It's the most country song that is also appealing to people who don't like country music. <laughs> right? <laughs> it it transcends country music, but it is also like epitomizes country music. I think that's why it's the greatest country song of all time. Okay. All right, Brig, are you ready for mine? Yeah. So I I went through a small country phase when I was younger. And um, because of that, I still believe that this is the greatest country song of all time. I had to bite my finger when you said friends in low places because I totally agree with you. Yes! <laughs> yes! 100%. That is the How? greatest country song ever made. Ever. And, and listen... <laughs> How is it that on a completely unrelated, like, uh, not even a baseball question, we overlapped again? This is unheard (laughs) of. (laughs) This we are on a roal, dude. I can't knock on wood. Rub your rub your your rabbit's foot. Turn around three times. You got to go back and watch on YouTube my response to that, just so you know, Brick. Okay. Uh, like yeah legit like i'm not kidding you that is in my opinion the greatest and only really good country song ever made oh i don't know the only really good but yes it's the greatest of all time that's amazing sarah great question holy moly that magic happened here there was magic indeed Ooh boy all right oh my gosh that's so funny and for those who don't know i'm just gonna follow up real quick um, I have actually described on the podcast, on the episode where we talked to walk-up music, I'm well aware that the music that I listen to, most people would quantify as crap. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> I like a lot of punk. I like a lot of like hard rock, like not quite like Slayer heavy metal, but like Escape the Fate is one of my favorite bands. Like, uh, like Avenged really Sevenfold like the, like, would fit that category, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. some of the harder stuff. That's And I know it's not for everybody, but I enjoy it. It actually relaxes me. So, yeah, well, that's why I don't listen to country music. You also drink a raise and then go to bed. So it's true. You got, <laughs> I do. You got more than one weird, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink a Diet Mountain Dew, like sitting in bed and then lay down and go right to sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Whew. Have you ever heard of water? It's pretty good. (laughs) Okay. Doesn't Um, taste very good. I know you don't like water. I got it. I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Brad, do you... Do you follow any other sports as closely as you follow baseball? Uh, that's from Tim Jensen. He wants to know that. <laughs> um, so since we started doing the podcast, no. I don't follow anything as closely as I follow baseball. Just because I feel like I need to be like top shelf informed. So I'm like hyper-focused on baseball. However, my second love in my life was basketball. I grew up playing basketball like um mostly as conditioning so as in shape for when it came baseball season but i love basketball i love playing it love watching it huge portland trailblazers fan like that is the next like baseball and then like maybe 10 feet down is basketball and then after that's football and whatever but like the nba i love the nba so much great what about you Uh, the same same question i know i don't follow anything as closely as i follow baseball the next closest for me is boxing that's I would say I follow boxing more closely than yeah. anything else second to baseball. Um, like the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight, I like died mm. when I heard that was coming on. <laughs> and uh, we had a big party. We we did a bonfire out in the backyard. I did the projector onto the back of the house. Like we had it, we pulled out all the stops. We did a. I have an island in my kitchen, and we wrapped it in cardboard and tin foil, and then did nachos, and then drizzled it with cheese, and it was Nacho Island. That's the way to do it. So I'm into boxing, but yeah. at the same time, not even close to as much as uh, I follow baseball. Yeah. yeah. True story. <laughs> All right. This is, let's see, let's, should we do, let's do another one from Sarah Davis. Is this the last yeah, yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the last one. This is, this, okay. is, <laughs> this is a doozy. This is a good one. This is a doozy. Um, in your opinion, who has the best butt in baseball? <laughs> um, I I feel like I'll be honest with you, Brig. I'm gonna let you answer first, but I feel like there is only one correct answer to this. Um, and I'll let you know if you're right or wrong. Go ahead. Well, I'm even more deeply uncomfortable than I was <laughs> before because now there's the threat of being wrong. <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> what do you mean? There's only one acceptable answer. <laughs> I'll explain it to you, but go ahead and give me your oh own answer. Oh, my goodness sakes. I don't, I don't even know how to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so talking about, um, geez, it's got to be a catcher. It has to be. I don't know why. I just, I just made that up. <laughs> you would think, you know, and honestly, like, while I was going through, I was like, you know, probably a catcher because they're doing squats the whole game. You know, that's All the help. time. But, um. Yeah. So if that's the case, I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with Yachty Molina. <laughs> okay, now that was my why. first thought. That was my first thought because the dude's been at it forever. It, right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Go so ahead. he's he's gonna have a nice he's gonna have a nice butt. I'll thanks be honest. For, thanks for backing me up on this play here. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. But the correct answer, Greg. <laughs> okay. Is Vlad Guerrero Jr. What? <laughs> Because he got his dad's booty. <laughs> he got uh, his dad's like swing, too. <laughs> he does, Yeah, like there is so much from his dad going into that, like the, the yeah. swing. And part of the reason he has so much power as he does is he's got that he's got his dad's booty. And I don't know that I, that's something I ever would have noticed before I married my wife. Because she was, a, he was pointing it out. Vlad Guerrero, <laughs> was, Vlad Guerrero was one of her favorite players. Right. And that no, was for sure. why. That was why. Oh, for real? <laughs> 
Yeah, because because <laughs> Vlad, Vlad's big old butt, and so <laughs> yeah, that was actually honestly the first time I saw a picture of him. I looked like because that was something we were talking about. She's like, "Does he have his dad's butt?" I'm like, "I don't know. Let's take a look." So we checked, and sure enough, he's got his dad's sure butt. Enough. And that's where you the know, power I'm comes kind from. Of, so why not? It's interesting that neither of us went with uh, Yelich after he did the episode or the uh, magazine shoot. <laughs> Didn't even think about that till just now. Actually, well, I mean, there was Yelich and there was Harper who did that with the ESPN. Oh yeah, Harper did that too, uh, didn't he? Bam Bam. Yeah. 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 That's his nickname, yeah, know, by the way. Bam Bam. It is. It's a great nickname. It is a great it. nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Pebbles? In this in this situation, that's what I want to. I would who's Pebbles. I would think his wife would probably be Pebbles. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, they were siblings though. No, they weren't. Pebbles and Bam Bam were they not siblings? No, no. Pebbles was uh, Barney and no. Pebbles was uh, Fred and Wilma. Fred and Wilma. Okay. And then Bam Bam was Bam Barney Bam was Barney and, and what's her Betty? name? Yeah, Betty. Barney and Betty Rubble. Yeah, I think it is Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and on that note, they were betrothed. We've they were soon, betrothed. We've since dated ourselves dramatically. <laughs> we went back to Vlad Senior and Pebbles and Bam Bam. <laughs> ah, Sarah, yeah. this is how uncomfortable this question made us. <laughs> we're draw. We're grasping for straws. <laughs> we're like, ah, anything. Talk Flintstones. <laughs> we'll talk Flintstones. <laughs> With that, with that, I haven't had a multivitamin in years. No, (laughs) (laughs) chewable. I mean, it's good. They were terrific. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.